Welcome back to Wind Against Tide. Nice, Adrian. <laughs> Thanks to those guys who liked and commented on our latest video. And if you haven't subscribed, please subscribe now. So, Dave, two yes. weeks in with the newborn Samuel. Yeah. So, this is when my personal experience where I've noticed it kicks into a new gear. Yeah. How are you feeling? Had much sleep? Yeah, well, <laughs> so when he started off, he was very sleepy. Yeah. Because he was like all <laughs> like premature and jaundice and had no energy. Yep. And um, now he's like 2 a.m., eyes darting around the room, head twisting in 360 degrees, 60 degree circles like a possessed baby. Yeah. And <laughs> I'm just like, oh my gosh. Oh no. He's never going to sleep. So do you reckon you'll ever get your sleep back ever again? Probably not. More likely I'll just get used to the um, the lack of sleep. I think fishing's trained me well. Yeah. Many, many years of broken sleep and weird patterns. So that that comes to my next question. I wanted to know how you're coping because it's probably one of the hottest bites out of Melbourne we've ever seen on the Southern Bluefin Tuna. How are you coping seeing all these reports and not being able to drop anything and just go fishing every afternoon? Look, I am missing out a little bit and it is a little bit upsetting. But what do you do? You can't expect to have a two-week-old two week old baby and be yeah. going fishing all the time. So I've been lucky enough to have one day out already. Yeah, so we're going to get to that soon. Like you actually had your first trip out and um, yeah. it was a success in it the was. end, wasn't it? By the way, uh, congratulations on the um, intro to the show there. We were just having a little discussion and you're like, oh, yeah, I'll, I'll start off the show. I'm like, oh, <laughs> It was very, very nerve-wracking. I didn't Wasn't know it? what you were going to do. Oh. You've done really well. Oh, thanks, Dave. Two thumbs up. Congratulations. Two kudos, you reckon? Yes. So, so, yeah, getting into the fishing thing. So you haven't really fished in, I don't know, two or three weeks now and mm. you finally got on the water and you dragged me and Winger along with you. Yeah, we went on Saturday. Yep. Um, and not We did gentlemen's hours. Yeah, of course we did. Which we quite often do. I think we launched at 9am, yep. memory. Which is a very cruisy, nice way to go. Yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, we got out there and we had a glass run out. We were zooming along at like 70k an hour, yahooing and happy as Larry. And then we uh, got little ways offshore and there's just all these white caps and waves everywhere. Actually... When we actually got out of the West Head, it was calm. Okay, this is a beautiful bloody day. Oh, it was beautiful. <laughs> and then like, yeah, out of nowhere, there's just like a line of waves. I I'm don't, like, oh, this, yeah. what's going on here? It's like some sort of pressure current wave thing. And uh, no, turns out that was just where the, the front of wind started and we just drove straight into it. And It was very strange, Jay, because it was just as you got round to the, the Cape of the Shank, I guess, um, there was all these pressure waves coming off the cliffs. Yeah. Um, and it, it looked calm further out, but the closer you got to the cliffs, the rougher it got. Yeah. It was like rolling down the cliffs. Which is, yeah, weird because it was an offshore wind, which is funny the way it happens there. But, yeah, because that was right on the reefy area. And we're like, oh, I bet you once you get around the corner, it'll be, like, really nice and calm, which it was a little bit better, but it still was quite windy. Yeah, so um, what what happened? We had a couple of mates out there who um, were on the fish and – you were, you were skip of the day and we just drove away from him. What was going through your mind then? Well, we got out there. First thing I saw was a big flock of birds. Yeah. And I was like, oh, we're on here. 
oil, massive oil slick. I'm like, I can smell the fish here, boys. Yeah. And we get to it, and it's like birds everywhere diving. And we get, and then there's a big splash, and it's a, it's a bloody loose wheel, Adrian. <laughs> yes. It's a loose wheel. With a giant tuna. Well, not a giant tuna, but a decent-sized tuna in its mouth just flicking it around. Yes. So a seal fli- flicking a tuna around, which is, um, I don't know if that's bad signs for the future of us. Um, as this fishery continues, whether the massive seal colony at, at Seal Rocks there is going to work it out and starts dealing all our fish, but um, yeah, he had he had himself a tuna, which we later found out came from our good friends Josh and Pawsey. Oh, so they lost one to that fish, did they? Apparently, I mean, to that seal, yeah. Apparently, so I, I think they got a couple of fish just before we got there, and just as we arrived, um, and this is um. Where it gets interesting. Yeah. <laughs> Allegedly, one of their fish was 41.8 oh, kilos. Oh, yes, yes. I had to question him again today because they're actually driving to the um, mid-coast of New South Wales and Pawsey was in the car and I go, so Pawsey, was that a real Pawsey 40? Oh, did Brendan go with him? Yeah, yeah. Oh, so they're off on a flatty, a flatty trip again. Yeah, yeah. That's the um, dartboard oh. trip I was talking about and they're they're doing it this weekend. Basically, so Brendan actually just tried to call me. Oh, did he? So, so you reckon they're in the car now? Yeah, no, I called him at um, one o'clock and they're up. So they're Ooh. towing uh, Tilly with the Porsche. Really? Well, that's what he told me. I said, no way. He goes, yep, we're in the Porsche. Well, they must be. Yeah. Because I saw his ute at the supermarket before. Well, there you go. But I, dig- I digress. So, yeah, Pawsey and Josh apparently got one that was 41.8. And I was like, bullshit. They've exaggerated. Because, like, we've seen probably a good, I don't know, three to 400 tuna over the last few years locally. Yep. And the biggest one I've caught or had on the boat was probably about 35 kilo. Yep. And I'm like, there's no – and Pawsey and Josh have probably been out like four times. I'm like, there's no way they've just rolled out and caught <laughs> like a proper big one. And um, so I, I, we were just dismissing it. And then the other thing was apparently – there was this story that was like, uh, we were just, uh, while, while we're cleaning that fish up, we just had a lure dangling like literally in the prop wash. <laughs> and we, what, what do you know? A tuna comes up and takes it and just snaps us off. And me and Winger both immediately went to each other. Yep. Yeah, line's <laughs> gone in the prop. <laughs> <laughs> Wrapped around the prop, you reckon. Yep. So um, that's what we've gone with. That, and that tells you the story. That that's our immediate thoughts. The line went around the they, pot. They've, so. they've claimed that fish being 41 kilos. So, yeah, anyway, we hounded them about that. And then I heard mixed stories. Yeah. Because um, one of my brothers works with Pawsey and his son. And he had heard they hadn't weighed the fish, even though Pawsey <laughs> had given this very accurate number. <laughs> and then a little bit more prodding and we found out apparently they'd weighed all the separate parts of the fish oh, in no. bags or some weird shit like that. And they'd weighed the meat and then they'd weighed like <laughs> they'd weighed the trimmings and but here's the thing they estimated the the, the stomach contents weight yeah and i think they'd allowed like four to five kilo for that. Well, that's funny because wingers 101 um fish out of stony only weighed about three kilo didn't it the guts seven. Oh, seven. yeah, yeah. which and that's is a hundred like, kilo yeah, fish. yeah that's like three times the size of that fish yeah <laughs> So I think, yeah, sorry, I think they'd weigh, they'd allowed like four or five kilos. So yeah. we weren't giving them that. But the weird thing, like 
to come up with 41.8. That's an incredibly accurate number. <laughs> that's what really was funny about it. So anyway, good. it was a good fish. Um, but, you know, you know what it's like with mates. You can't let them have it. Yeah, so what I want to know, what was going through your mind when they've caught a few fish and you just drove away? Did you not want to catch their fish? No, well, I was... They they were driving around like I think what had happened was because we slept in they didn't mm. there had been good action there first thing in the morning and then just as we got there it kind of dissipated and I went towards them a little bit but there was no bird life or anything and all the birds I'd seen had been pushing east uh, sorry pushing west. west yeah they were so I'm like well let's just get up on the plane and go for a look so we went zooming around for a bit and we did find an almighty workup we did bait. Birds, but the problem was... Dolphins. Dolphins. So we tend to have this um, thing where we don't actually ever find tuna on bait balls if there's dolphins on it. This well, is the school tuna. small tuna. Yeah, yeah. I love dolphins for big tuna. Yes. Um, I also think it's this like summer period of the bite as well. Um, for some reason when the dolphins are on the bait ball, the tuna are not. Oh. I don't know if they're frightened of them or what. But, yeah, we had this big area that looked absolutely amazing, birds everywhere um, and dolphins crashing through and uh, no fish on it. So, so basically was... we did a scenic route all the way to find tuna. Mm. So anyway, that was pretty disappointing. Then I was like, oh, God, I'm going to have to go back where Pawsey was. Yeah. So we did that. By this stage, Pawsey and Josh had already gone in to have beers. <laughs> yes. Um, so we went through where they were and nothing was there. It had but, completely but were, died off. They were texting us saying, we always at fish, you guys. Oh, carrying on. Yeah. So anyway, it completely died off. I oh, know he's having a beer break, guys. That was a poorly timed beer. <laughs> <laughs> I don't mid sentence and you're sculling a beer. <laughs> I don't know why I did that. Mid sentence, sculling a beer. <laughs> great, great content, guys. Um, it just <laughs> anyway. Um <laughs> don't know why I did that. Um but it was delicious, totally worth it. Excellent. So Brendan kept crapping on because he's always got these wacky theories and stuff. But one of them was like four or five years ago, me and him had caught a bunch of bluefin um in like ten meters of water just past the shank there. Yep. And he's like... I remember that. Uh, and all, all day he's like, oh, Dave, can we just go run along the cliffs? They might be in there. And I'm like, nah, like they're barely ever in there. Like I've been out here heaps of times and most of the time they're out like sort of between 15 and and 70 metres, but not like hard up in. Yeah, yeah. So it was funny because he was saying it all day and every time we kept pushing out wider, he kept waving at the uh, rocks saying, bye, tuna. We'll see yeah. you later. <laughs> so yeah so anyway last ditch thing he's like can we just go past the rocks on the way home I'm like oh fine <laughs> so i went in there and we're literally trolling like in like probably about 30 meters off the rocks and i think it was like nine meters yep nothing happening about to go past pulpit rock we're, we're literally about to turn around pulpit rock yeah and, and a rod screams yeah i'm like Oh my gosh! Like I was actually and kind no, of disappointed. You, were, you wanted it to be a kingfish. Yeah, you didn't want to be right. You're like, oh, I think it's a king. I'm like, it's running like a tuna. You're like, oh damn, damn it! One of these stupid <laughs> theories is right for once. Yes. So hey, yeah, I've got some footage here, so I can probably show you yeah. him winding the first fish. Um, 
Yeah, so I couldn't believe that it was a tuna because, um, as you can see, that's uh, that's the rocks right behind us, which... That's pulpit rock right there. GoPro makes it look further away. So, he, oh, he's pulled the hook there because the tuna was up on the surface and um, he's really <laughs> he just, just lifted the rod up and it was a really bad angling, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> he was just yanking at it. Yeah, um, so, yeah, we did one pass... Because he had that theory that there was fish there and we hooked up. Yes. So this is literally where you normally like troll for kings or whatever. So, yeah, then we're like, oh, well, it's worth another couple of passes. Yeah. So we went start, we turned around and went back along the cliff. We did. And we started spotting little uh, black tuners swimming around in like packs of about 15 to 20. And they were pretty much coming from like the edge of the wash, like coming out from the rocks towards us. Yeah, so they were. Um, crazy close. And I think you marked him just here and uh, Winger was um, getting his popper out. He goes, where are they? Where are they? And the rod just there just buckles over. Yep. And um, he just drops his rod on the floor and everyone's like. And then we get a second hook up here. But what's, what was really funny about this is um, me and Winger were fighting the fish and um, <laughs> Dave had some unusual techniques and tactics to actually catch a fish. Well, actually, I was like, oh, well, I guess I'm. I guess they're grabbing the rods, and I walked up. I'm like, oh yeah, and I started cranking the um, the spreader bar in. I didn't actually think anything would happen, and yeah, got that about two thirds of the way in, and um, got absolutely crunched by another fish. So it we did, had a triple hookup. So yeah, this is the second rod that went off, and I don't know for those watching, um, you'll see Dave pick up the um, spreader bar in a sec. So. We've gone no audio on the videos because we've decided that it's just easier with us narrating. Yeah, so he's picked up the rod here. He's winding it in. I don't know if you could see that in the middle there. And the it splashy just, boy is back behind us. Yeah. So he's basically casted a spreader bar here and bang, he's <laughs> hooked up. That's crazy, Dave. Yeah, and that was um that was actually a really good fish. Yeah. So 1.14 metre short length, I, weigh, I measured it. Yep, so that would be about 28 kilo, wouldn't it? I'll be conservative and say low to mid twenties. Oh, okay. But genuinely a, a solid, solid fish. Um, and yeah, there was a good mix of sizes in there. But yeah, that would have been an opportunity for someone to go down there and catch a lamb-based bluefin in the heart of Victoria. Oh yeah, like you can you can see. Um, there's a picture of Dave, by the way, holding that fish. Um, so yeah, people probably some people probably don't realise that I'm like six six. So, so this is this is the fish here. Um, basically, you can see the little ripples there, and we're casting poppers, and that is very castable from the rocks there. Definitely, we saw them in closer than that too. We did, um, and yeah, so that was awesome. And then, um, yeah, we kind of stopped trolling because we wanted to catch them on top water, and they weren't interested in poppers or stick baits. We tried a few different kinds. And um, sort of by the time we went back trolling again, they were sick of us driving over them and being near them. And well, after we got, yeah, basically after we got that triple hookup, they were moving quite fast. So it was almost like really hard to get a popper into them. Yeah, I think because um, there wasn't a massive biomass of fish there. Like normally, well, often we'll have like just acres and acres of bluefin in little patches. You can just go from one to the other and you're on a fresh patch every time. Whereas this time, like, we are kind of harassing the same ones over and over again. I think the first cast I got in there with a popper, they were red hot on it. 
and um, had them swipe at it and everything, but just wouldn't commit. Mm. And pretty much after that, they were barring it. It's funny because I reckon if you had 10 more metres towards the boat, you probably would have hooked up. Yeah, well, in the end, I had to just stop it and just twitch it and they were still like coming up having a good look at it, but they just wouldn't commit because it wasn't moving enough for them and that that was all she wrote. Yeah, I probably got that footage on the GoPro somewhere, but I didn't have time to cipher through it all, but yeah, I can have have a look at another day. Yeah, so that was... um, Pretty exciting fishing, especially so close to the shore like that. Like, we know they come in close. And uh, we thought that was super close. But then we saw a video from the same day, which I believe was from oh, around... Stephen Burke, yeah. Yeah, which um, I think was Cleveland Bight area, possibly. Yeah, looked at the east entrance and yeah. he filmed like this one school of tuna in about a metre of water. Yeah. That was insane footage. I you wish I had that footage to show you guys. But Yeah, you could clearly see it on the you could clearly see the bottom and the fish just like they were darting towards yeah, him which was nuts yeah um so yeah they're they, these these fish are not afraid of pushing in shallow yeah hence why brendan keeps going out after work <laughs> yes because <laughs> he's decided that he wants to catch them in western port and if you see a man trolling around western port collecting weed on his lures it's brendan well it's funny yeah he he thinks that because he's Caught him in the west entrance once and he's seen people catch him, like, I guess off Cow's Pier, that he's going to do that, like, every day. <laughs> yeah. He's just trolling random yeah. lures he, at nothing. He came over to my house and got rods at, like, 6.30 one night and I'm I'm like, you're kidding me, mate. <laughs> like, classic Brendan. Like, it was calm all day as well. People were smacking tuna and he's, like, gotten home, looked at the water, gone, oh, it's so nice out there. <laughs> an hour later he's launched and um yeah he didn't see anything but like yeah it's just classic brendan because as he got down there the wind just picked up ferociously like oh yeah all day there was this for this change of wind forecast and like it's just as he gets on the water of course it comes up it's just a classic summer weather pattern yeah afternoon sea breeze yep. cools it down and that's mm. it done yeah <laughs> and um yeah so he's uh still on his journey to catch one in western port um, me and you actually nearly did it years ago. Like when, when we first started seeing yeah, it was these about fish. five years ago. Yeah. And when we had a double hookup and I was like on I, a squid rod and you were on some old stick bait. Thing. Yeah, I hooked one on a stick bait and the hooks weren't really sharp enough. And um, yeah, had that like right up to the boat and lost it. And this was like years and years ago before yeah. it was like a common thing. And um, end result was zero. But yeah, yeah that was like right in, in the entrance. Yeah, it was. And, yeah, I think my braid stuff, I think I had 10-pound braid or something, didn't I? Something was, like that. It was something ridiculous. And then, like, a day later, they'll, they'll film, like, off um, Flinders Pier. Like, I think someone even hooked one off Flinders Pier. Yeah. That's we just a video of me double netting fish because it was funny. We got Adrian <laughs> whamming two tuna into that. <laughs> and then I landed one. Yeah, you, you actually... um, Which was... Just speared it. About twice as big as both of them. It was. It was, it was incredible because I'm actually on a mission this year, Dave. Mm. I'm actually going to try tag 100 bluefin tuna this this season. That's really good. Get on the leaderboard. I was about to eat a sourworm then and I thought, no, there'll be <laughs> really bad chewing noises in the mic. Yeah, so I've been tagging fish. So here's, here's one while you guys murdered yours. I'm just throwing this back in the water here. Um, waiting for Brendan to get the camera going and here's one. I wish I had that footage, but yeah, just spears it in. And he swam off really well. He really did. So. Look, I kept one because um, 
delicious eating. But I'll be honest, one of the main reasons I kept that was to get go home and get like an iconic photo of me and little Sammy. Yes. With a bluefin like three times the size of him. So I was going to save this for the whip around, but here it is, guys. There's Dave and little Sammy, their first fish photo together. So he's, I think, 10 days old there, 11 days. Yeah. Uh, he, um, yeah, so literally we had to take him in and bath him after that because <laughs> oh, no. I was so stinky and junery, but it was worth it for the photo. Yeah. So yeah. And that. it was a good fish too, good school fish. It much, was. It was a really good one. than the other ones. So. Yeah. Like three times the size of him. So, yeah, that was a good little trip, the only trip we got to do. We got freaking hammered by waves. We did. And you got in massive wife trouble. Oh, yeah, because we actually <laughs> told the wives that we were going to get back in by four or five and she's called me at five in the dot and we're still like, well, we guess off the shank and I'm like, oh, no, this isn't good. Brendan declared he had to be in early, yes. which we weren't happy with because he had to go and get his son from cricket in, uh, where's he playing again? Brighton. Uh, Bentley. Bentley. Um. Rich person suburb. So he literally drives his son like two hours each way. No, how far is it? It's a fair way. Bentley, it's not that far. How, how far is it? It's like an hour. It's basically the next suburb from Moravian. Oh, from Crib Point, it's about an hour. Yeah. 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 To play cricket so that he can play on the turf pitches and that. Yeah. So we're always teasing him because he loses like days and days just through um, traversing around Victoria for this cricket competition. <laughs> yes. But anyway, he had to pick up Finn, his son... At five, apparently. Yep. And that's about when we found the tuna. No, we actually found him at 2.30 and we had three on the deck by 2.30 and we yeah. kept persisting because <laughs> well, anyway, yeah. we found him. Yeah, so we, we hadn't found them for long anyway. Yeah. And, um, yeah, so Brendan had to weasel his way out of that. I think he got his dad to go pick his son up. And, um, we yeah, so we thought we were going to be in at like four yeah. because of him. I, I wasn't actually even looking at the time, but I knew you wanted to stay out longer. Mm. And you forced Brendan to call his elderly 82-year-old father to pick up his grandchild from cricket. And you also yep. got me in trouble with my wife. So thanks, Dave. I'm glad you enjoyed your first, uh, uh, I guess, fishing trip after being the dad. So My first dad trip. <laughs> yeah. There's a, les- there's a lesson in that, actually. Yeah. A lot of people would have given up. But we just kept going. Even though mentally we'd given up. Physically, <laughs> we were still out. We there remained out there, putting the boat in areas that possibly could be tuna, <laughs> or possibly couldn't be. So, well, basically, like fifteen meters off the rocks. At yeah. One stage, you can either give up and go home and cry. Yeah. Or you can just keep floating around out there until you make something happen. There's all these teenagers jumping off, like doing bombs off the rocks <laughs> while we we're hooked up. Like that's yeah. how close they were. We could see them. Yeah, it was nuts. But um. Anyway, so, and then, yeah, because yeah, uh, you were supposed to be in because you were going uh, cod fishing. Well, not cod fishing. What what happened is I booked a trip to Miami because I had a um, a job that I did in Echuca late last year and I had to fix up a few things because something broke down because of the excessive heat. No, no, just excessive heat. So I'm like, you know what, I'm going to turn that into a family, little family holiday and stayed in Miami. Mm-hmm. And I think I launched a boat maybe two or three times and maybe got 35 cast in for <laughs> that whole time. Yep. But you know what? That's probably one of the greatest caravan parks I've ever stayed in. Really? Yeah, Moama Discovery, I think it's called. Um, so if, you, if you're if you into caravan parks, I would seriously recommend this. It's 
got um, two pools, a water park, giant trampoline, a boat ramp, a marina, all the usual things like tennis courts and all that. And, yeah, it's just bloody amazing right on the river too. So it's incredible. Oh, so that's awesome. I'll so not, not a proper cod trip then? No, no, but I, I would go there with the boys, I reckon, and seriously try to get a, a monster cod. Because yeah. I know um, Mitch Chapman's caught a few good ones uh, around there, so yep. he did give me a few areas to try. I didn't even try them. <laughs> I just cast it at random trees. Yeah. Because it's a bit hard when you've got the um, family there to mm. just um, dedicate all your time to fishing. Yeah. But um, we were going to get Mitch on this week, but he's uh, busy. Yeah, so... So we'll get him on next week. Next week he's going to come on because he is known to be a professional athlete. Yes. Last year to, during lockdown, he was fishing out with his tennis racket and his basketball hoops. Yes, we'll discuss that. Yeah, next yes. week we'll definitely discuss that with him. I don't think, I don't think Mitch was pleased that uh, tennis was allowed to go on and we weren't allowed to go fishing. Exactly. So. He took his racket out and his Did basketball hoops. Satirical protesting. And he also has been toweling up the... Um, the tuna out of Port Phillip Bay heads in his tinny he on has. top water too, so we get some tips off him. That sounds good. Um, yeah, so that's going to be uh, very exciting. Um, I want to go to potentially out the the whip around. Is that you happy to? Yeah, we can go to the whip around. What have a chat about that. Yeah. Um, what do you look, got for was, us this week, Dave? Because I've got a few reports, so I can. Well, share. well, first and foremost, I was begging Adrian to let me make an intro, <laughs> uh, pre-record, but he wouldn't let me. I said fine. I'm just going to do it live. Yeah. So I'm just, here we go. The whip around. <laughs> oh, shit. You like that? Yeah, I guess that's okay. Yeah. All right. We'll record that next time. Yeah, sick. We can go back and record that. I thought you were going to do whip it good, whip yeah. it real good. I'm scared of copyright. <laughs> okay. Um, even though we're not monetized because uh, we've got like three people that listen. Um, yeah, so subscribe now. We need more subscribers. <laughs> What's well, weird? A lot of people seem to listen because heaps of people tell me they like it. Yeah, but it doesn't translate into subscriptions and stuff. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, whip around. So, uh, oh, I want to start with your brother. Oh yes. So my brother lives in Torquay, and he does a lot of beach fishing and kayak fishing out there. Yep. And just over the weekend, I think it was full moon on Saturday or Friday. I can't remember. Was it? Yeah. Well, wasn't, it, me, wasn't it waning? Yeah, it was waning, but it was still quite full. Mm. And he had caught six um, bronze whalers in one night off the beach. Bronzy dogs. Yeah. So, and wasn't he? He was only in super shallow water too. Yeah. So he was basically reckons his baits were in about three foot of water. That looks like a sand sh- shark. That's it. Because it's covered in shark. Good one, day. Because it's covered in shark. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's covered in sand. Yes. That's awesome. Yeah, so, I don't know. He reckons he got six of them and, yeah, good on him. They're pretty solid, aren't they? How, yeah. They, what, that'd be 30 kilo? Yeah, he reckons the biggest one is about 30 and maybe the smallest one was about 10 or something. So, so just traditional surf fishing? Do you know why trace? No why trace. He reckons he got bitten off another three times too because um, he, he does get gummies off there, so that's what, what he was actually going for, but mm. had no luck on the gummies. But no, got, I wonder why. Got harassed by big bronze dogs, so... Well, so where, what beach was he? Um, I think it's called somewhere in Torquay. He sent me a message. I'll find what he... Somewhere in Torquay, that'll do. Yeah. Mm, interesting. So I wonder where, where mum, Mama Bronze Whale is. I reckon if you 
got a bait 300 metres out, you would have got mama. Yeah, because apparently he wasn't he in like three foot of water? Yeah, so White's Beach, right near the boat ramp in Torquay. Oh, wow. Yeah. Huh. And that's where he gets a lot of gummies apparently. So sorry, kids, if I've ruined you. Numbers. Don't worry, it's only, it's only like five people that listen, yeah. as I said before. So And another another one I got in my whipper hand, um young Tyler. Yeah. He's a kayak fisherman. And he has a YouTube channel too. Yeah, I he does. And he got a Southern Bluefin tuna on his kayak. Are you gonna promote his YouTube channel? Yeah, so it's called Chasing Fish Oz, I think. Is that it? I I'm only so. on his Instagram, so Yeah, I believe so. And he got it on um top water. According to his report, so big congrats to you, Tyler. How good. A kayak bluefin. Yeah. That's the sort of opportunities these fish are presenting. Well, it's it's quite funny because these fish can be in 4,000 metres of water or one metre of water. And mm. I've seen them in both. So it's incredible. Well, we used to drive to like Bermagui. Yeah. Like gladly, <laughs> uh, which is what, nine hours away? Eight, nine hours. Yeah. And go way, way beyond the shelf. And... Half the times the fish we were catching were not really much bigger than the sol- some of the more solid ones we're getting here. Yeah. The thing is, you go on over the second drop-off to find yeah. these fish. Oh, miles out. Yeah. yeah. And, like, you'd be stoked if you got onto them. Um, and now it's like we can go out for an afternoon and be in and home giving babies formula and stuff. <laughs> exactly. Breastfeeding them. So, yeah, it's quite an incredible fishery. Um, and that was what was next on my list was... Um, the bluefin, which is spread from um, west of Port Phillip, oh, and and Portland, yeah, South Australia. So basically, there's a huge biomass of these fish, um, bluefin tuna, right around the coast of Victoria. Um, they're yeah. just bloody everywhere. Like I reckon, if you launched any port that goes into Bass Strait, you could be a chance of catching one. So. Yeah, um, and yeah, round Tassie and. Yeah, right into South Australia. It's very popular in South Australia. We did have another report here from oh. some special, I don't know who it is, but he got one off the shank too, so congrats to man. you. <laughs> Square Man from Squid Game. Yes, so he got one. Well Wait. done, Square Man. For people who are on audio format, we'll put a photo of that on our Instagram. You can check it out. Um, one of the guards from <laughs> Squid Game came tuna fishing. He did. And I have no idea who it is. So. No. Well, if we did, we'd be we'd have to, we'd be killed. Yeah, that's the rules, isn't it? I think so. Um, yeah, so yeah, bluefin spread right through. Heaps of them getting caught. Um, Bowen Head still seems to be the biggest biomass that I know of. Yeah, but the boat traffic's a killer. Oh, actually, Portland probably destroys that. Maybe. I reckon it does. Okay, but yeah, boat traffic absolute killer out of there. Like it's kind of getting a bit silly. Um, but yeah, Western Port. Especially at the eastern entrance has been really consistent. Yeah. Um, our boy Lockie O'Reilly. Yeah, he went out with uh, my mate Justin and um, blooded his new boat, I believe. So, oh. What a networker. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, they got a bunch of tuna out there as, as of heaps of other people, including Tyler on the kayak. Um, and then we got did he get out. that out of the east, did he? Yeah. On that thing it said Portland. Who? Really? Yeah, on that Instagram thing. Oh, maybe I... You know how it tags like where you are sometimes? Oh, okay. I just assumed. I assumed. Sorry. Yeah. Oh, Um, well, he might have got out east and just tagged Portland. Who knows? You know what fishermen are like these days? They mm. like to give out their numbers. Mm. (laughs) Sorry. Um, Yeah, so we got them out the western entrance. They got them out the eastern entrance. I'm sure there's some in between there around Pyramid Rock and whatnot. Um, 
Kingfish uh, going pretty good. Um, around uh, Port Welshpool, the usual haunts. There's, there's also tuna at Port Welshpool, by the way. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know where Jace, Ace Jace was, but he got a couple on the weekend too. Yeah, right. So He wouldn't tell you if you nah, asked him anyway. No. Nah. He's a sneaky boy. So, yeah, um, Kingfish right through. His people getting like small rat ones mm. while trolling for um, – we should have actually had a crack for a king while we were out the other day. The water was so nice and clean. I know. Probably would have been really good. But we decided we'd drive like 600 miles to find our own fish. So congrats to us. Mm. <laughs> yes, quite a lot of fuel. And it's gone really expensive again. So Yeah, good um, stuff to us. <laughs> um, Port Phillip snapper season. It's over. Oh, no. It's over. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> 700 weeks in. It's finished. It's not even 700 weeks in a year. I know. Jeez. I don't know how that even works. <laughs> So it's but, over. It's nah, I don't know. Reports have really dried up. Nobody cares anymore. Actually, I saw Tyler and his stories this morning and he was getting three ways this morning. Really? Yeah, so it's still on. What about fishing? Was he fishing? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what another uh, three way is, but anyway. Um, yeah, okay. That probably is still on. I mean, let's be honest. It never stops, but I think people lose interest. Um, a lot of people go whiting fishing for some reason. Yeah. Um, no, well... I understand why these guys do it, but there's funner sport things to catch, I guess. So, yep, yep, um, yep. So people do that. Uh, the other one that's pretty cool, yeah, is um, big silver trevally dogs. Ah, oh, yes, I saw our good mate Kevin um, having a crack at him. Yeah, so we'll chuck a photo up of Kev with his big trevally. Yep. Um, so how's the people? <laughs> <laughs> so if you what if you're not watching this on YouTube, there's like it looks like the whiting fishermen in New South Wales where they fish the um sand flats, it's and insane. there's just people everywhere. So I'm sure on the other side of Kevin, there's another fifty people casting as well. So there's Kev showing off his bicep with a um trevally in the background. So that's an actual <laughs> GT. Yeah, so... Um, Giant silver trevally. That's crazy, isn't it? There's like 30 people. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so that's going on. Um, flicking plastics and stuff. Um, yeah, I don't know if that's a... Is that, I don't know if that happens every year, but anyway, apparently... I've everyone's. never seen people post that stuff, but... No, I know there's big trevally in there. There's massive tailor in there Oh, too. yeah. And they don't crazy. touch anything either. There can be very, schools uh, under you, like huge schools just swimming under your boat and you can't get a bite. Very infrequently do they eat lures. Um, well, like you drive through there and they just jump around everywhere. You go to lakes or whatever. There's a place called Barrier Landing and you catch heaps of tailor off the um, markers there. On no, those. you don't. Well, I have. So, Wow. Anyway, we've got another report from Tassie here. Uh, yeah. Um, so Jonah there has he is been there. out. He's got some hokey or... With some no-name angler there next to him. Yep. I believe his name is like... Pal or <laughs> Palos? Paul, Paul. Pal Bestling. Paul Worsling, I think it. Paul Worsling? <laughs> yeah. yeah. You idiot. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Jonah went out with Paul. Apparently, I had a great time um, and filmed it for iFish. So look out for that in a future episode. Um, they caught some great makos. So. Apparently, yeah. it was a bit of a grind and it all came together. Jonah said that um, he persisted on his marks. Um, and was getting a bit depressed about it all. 
but he didn't move because he thought everyone's quiet everywhere, everyone's struggling. Yeah, probably more likely to be a time of day or a title, title flow thing, which you wouldn't think is the case so deep. But apparently, um, apparently these blue eye are real first light, last light. Um, is that right? Predominantly bite times, um, and tide changes. So anyway, apparently the tide turned or something like that, and that triggered them. And they caught a bunch of blue eye, and whilst doing that, they got some big Marco sharks. The Marcos. I love a good Marco. Up around the boat and caught and released at least one of them. Well, there's the, the Marco there. That's a, just a free swimmer by the looks of it. Yeah. So they probably had a f- few uh, free swimmers just um, swimming around, eating engines, cowlings and stuff. Yeah, there's stacks of sharks down there. Um, so they, they did that. Um, that's um, yeah, that's what Jonah did very down there. Tassie. Very good. Okay. Yep. Good. All right. Um, other fishing. Yeah. Um, JB Marlin, Jervis Bay. Oh, they've been going off too, have they? Yeah, going probably one of the peak of the ports, I reckon, at the moment, Adrian. So the Shimano Blue Water Classic Bermagui um thing was on over the weekend. Yes. Did we hear much from that? Um. Yeah. There was a few fish call it. Okay. I don't think it was red hot. Because i got a mate who fished it, Rodney, he fishes it every year. And day one, he sent me a report saying he's tagged one mahi. So that's mm. all I heard Yeah, from. it sounded a bit hit and miss. Yeah. Um, I think there was a few fish around, but not heaps. I know there was fish caught down south of there as well, off Eden and stuff. Okay. But I think predominantly like the good bite for numbers at the moment seems to be like Jervis Bay. Um, like, I don't know, like, up at Sydney and stuff, they're even getting a few fish. So, okay. they're pretty spread. Yeah, yeah. But, um, yeah, JB, bloody consistent area. Um, oh, it's bloody awesome so there. Yeah, striped marlin. Oh, actually, I did see a blue marlin off Burmy, which is pretty yeah, cool. Yeah, I saw one tagged. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, but up at JB, yeah, dolphin fish, uh, striped marlin, black marlin. Um, fishing pretty good. So, where when are you doing your marlin trip? As soon as it's hot, I'm I'm hot to trot. So I want to go when they're bait balling. So basically, yeah. I'm a sure chance, basically. Mm. A basically. sure chance. Yeah. <laughs> That's a bit of a... What's the word for that? A juxtaposition? You're <laughs> a high chance? A sure A sure chance. thing? Yeah, sure thing. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, no, that sounds no, good. I'm wait, waiting for the bait balling action and yeah, I'll be no, there. That's fun. I'll drag the family with me and... Yeah. Just get a house big enough for me, old boy. Oh, yeah. I think Mitch wants to join too, so he wants to tow his Ginny Renegade. Gang. Yeah, the Renegade gang. So there'll be a few of us up there. I just drank absolute dregs out of my beer bottle. I got <laughs> You're into drinking your beer tonight, yeah. I've got to say. There was really just foam in there and I just went for it anyway. <laughs> so she's well and truly empty. So I wanted to bring up another thing, Dave, because this happened to me on the weekend. It's going to go into the... Ryan's My Gear segment. Oh. So, here we go. To Peter Griffin for You Know What Really Grinds My Gears. Thanks, Tom. You know what really grinds my gears? So, Dave, mm. this is probably a familiar thing with fishermen. Yeah. The ice key at the servo. Yes. So, I want to know, what do you do with the ice key? Because you're expected to pay for the ice and they give you a key. And do they expect you to return it? Yeah, well, this... Actually, really angers me as well when we were talking about it the other day. I was like, you're right. I will not return the key. Like, 
I've got my hand like I'm not doing their job for them. They when they get to work, they should open the ice chest and then put the key away, and then at the end of the day, they should lock it again. Yeah, it's not my job. I don't work for you. So I went to the survey in uh, Moama about. 4.30 p.m. or 5 p.m. or whatever. Mm. And it was locked. And they gave me the key. Yep. And there's two scenarios that normally have it. <laughs> One is you grab the key off him, unlock the padlock. Yeah. And put the ice in your car and leave the key in the padlock. Yeah, that's what I do. Okay. And the second one is you compensate yourself with an extra or a couple of extra bags of ice, then return the key. Oh, no. <laughs> yes. Well, like, like as you're, so you buy, you're like an employee, yeah, for that moment. So that's your payment as being an employee. Yeah. So it's quite <laughs> often I do one or the other. <laughs> <laughs> you thief! Is it though? Look, I'm doing my time. I certainly understand <laughs> your time. Where <laughs> I certainly understand what you're getting at. Um, yeah, like to be asked, yeah, like. It really is a whole nother trip that they that you have to do because, like, I'll buy, like, four bags of ice. So I've already got two hands full battling to just hold that much. And then that means I have to make a whole nother superfluous trip see, back see, to the chest. Hang on. You're doing the thing wrong. You've reversed your ute up to the ice fin. Yeah, but I've got the boat on the back. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, so... Then I'm doing a redundant trip back to the ice chest again to collect their key for them, take it back inside and give it to them. Yes. Which is annoying. I, yeah. So I think um, leaving key in the lock, fair enough. And they always have a worried look when they see you drive off, <laughs> <laughs> just in case you've kept their key. Or you've taken an extra bag of ice. <laughs> yeah. Wow. <laughs> if you want to do that, that's your business, Adrian. Well... I'm paying myself for work doing their job. So. Yeah, fair enough. Kind of. Police. <laughs> you Hello, got, police. You got any grind my gears or <laughs> no, I was, uh, going just, on to mine, bouncing off mine? Yeah, no, I was just hanging off your one. Yeah. Um, <laughs> although, but, uh, going, uh, although, leave, leave in the comments, what do you do? Because it is an awkward situation to be in. Yes, I want to know. I know other people that um, will purposely park their boat to obscure <laughs> the view of the, the uh, clerk and... They'll load themselves up, <laughs> um, but we don't. No. We don't uh, encourage that behaviour. No, we don't. Only if you do work for them, though, mm. like returning a key. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, no, well, I suppose bouncing off that, it's um, the self-checkout at the supermarket. Similar sort of thing. Well, not really. What? You're just scanning some things and paying some money. Yeah, but like... You're you're helping the supermarket fire or make kids redundant so they don't get a bloody job. That's true. So you want to put some prawns or something through as brown onions? I think that's fair. (laughs) That's the the risk they're taking by making it self-serve. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. I think um, those things have cameras on you now, just just quietly. Yeah, no, I wouldn't do it. That's for (laughs) sure. Yeah. <laughs> yep, that's uh that's a good grants my gears, Adrian. Very good. Yeah, I'm glad you liked it. Mm. Um so I didn't put a shout out this week for uh our usual segment of questions. Yeah. Um so I think there's just a couple where guys uh sent us a message over um uh over YouTube, which is appreciated. Um love it when people interact. 
and um, a guy here named Michael Duclos has, Duclos? Duclos has sent us a message. Um, so he's said, uh, hey, gents, enjoying the podcast. Made the trip to Portland last week a lot quicker. Um, Win Against the Hype podcast is proven to make your car go faster is what he's saying. Yeah. Uh, it's like a performance enhancing. No, thanks for listening because you're probably one of five listeners. So. No. Not true. Not true. Stop being humble. Okay. We're massive. We are. Um, yeah. So anyway, um, here's a question for you. With COVID lockdowns finally ending, are they there? I've committed to a minimum of one trip a month for the next year, which is a bloody awesome thing to do. Yep. I agree. And you know why? That's that's also an awesome thing to do because I feel like um, you're spreading money within Victoria, not those states that shunned us when we had higher case numbers than them. Exactly. Like we were bloody some sort of plague-ridden, yeah, lepers. <laughs> leopards. <laughs> leopards. <laughs> they treated us like leopards. Well, yeah. I did a lot of regional work and I felt the same from those regional towns too. So yeah. I want to snub Geelong, basically. <laughs> yeah, stuff them. <laughs> How dare they consider themselves to be regional anyway? They're a freaking city. Exactly. Um, that's a grinds my gears segment in itself. Um, I've committed to a minimum of one trip a month for the rest of the year within Victoria to avoid any border issues, new location every time. If you boys were to do it, mm. where would you go? Well, it depends what you want to chase. If you want to do flathead or... Tuna or kings. Well, come, like, come up with a few with a uh, variety of species if, if and was, a vague time where you think it would be good. Well, you could go to Bem River, basically. You could catch kingfish offshore and big brim uh, in the lakes there. Mm-hmm. So, or you could go to Lakes Entrance and do your, your crabs and your whiting. and Crabs. <laughs> you know, everyone just sand crabs there. And the tiny whiting. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and go offshore for your gummies and makos and... Snapper and stuff off lakes. Mm-hmm. Um, cool. Go to Welshie, do the same thing, basically. Kings and yep. great white sharks. A lot of people catch greats there. So Yeah, they catch a lot of greats, as we yes. call them, in the club. Um, oh, a couple off the top of my head. One would be uh, probably Lake Eildon. Um, <laughs> or Brendan's just sent me a message. Yeah. He's excited that he'll have something to listen to later. Oh, great. So you'll hear us um, getting stuck into him, which I, I think is his favourite time of the <laughs> week. He loves a good roasting. Yeah. Um, we basically roast him every episode. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Brendan, but he got some funny things to talk about. He'll he'll enjoy the argument about the weight of the tuna. Yeah. Um, anyway, back on topic. Yeah. I reckon um, Big Cod, camping at Eildon. Yeah, I'm into that. I yeah. love camping at Eildon. It's relaxing. Yeah. One day we'll even catch a cod. Yeah. No, well, we've caught cod. But my, boat, I, my boat's caught a cod. No, we'll actually like get good at it though. What was it 68? Se- yeah, I think it was, it was about 68 centimetres. So pathetic. Yeah, it's pathetic, but um, yeah. But not as pathetic as the ones Brendan got. Like I didn't even bother throwing lures capable of catching ones the size of the Wait, ones that he I caught. I want to bring that <laughs> bring that back. So he goes, <laughs> I go, oh, do you remember, you know, got a 68 on my boat? He goes, yeah, that was about the same size as mine. And I was like, I just like nodded my head in green. <laughs> <laughs> Brendan's didn't even fit in my hand. Yeah. yeah. So um, yeah. So yeah. Like Lake Eildon or um, uh, Mulwala or yeah, like Yarrawonga. Yeah, Yarrawonga is good. Cod fishing. 
would be a really cool one. Um, uh, Portland is obviously really good. Yeah, for you. If you want to catch a tuna, your first ever tuna, I'd go to Portland. Yeah. Because there's huge numbers of fish there and you can often get like at least 10 to 12 schools to yourself. So. He's already been to Portland though, okay. so that strikes yeah. that one off the list. Um, what about Crater Lakes for big trout? So I haven't done a lot of um, freshwater fishing, Dave, so mm. I don't know the trout scene. Like I Bull mean, and Mary, Parambeet, all that stuff? Yeah, so I know I've caught trout in Ilden because mm. they're everywhere and you just cast a little Tassie devil at wherever the rises are and you hook up. So Yeah. Um, well, there, these Crater Lakes are stocked with some pretty massive trout and they've also got Atlantic salmon and even, bat, oh, wow. I think, bass in there. Or Big perch, Aussie bass. bass or perch. Yeah. Um, so they're pretty cool fisheries. Um, God forbid I'd never go there. Oh, <laughs> gosh. <But> you know, <laughs> you're, you're recommending <laughs> it then. <laughs> you're into that you're sort of recommending <laughs> trout and bass <laughs> If you're into that sort of thing. Then I've, look, I, did the, I went there once with Brendan and Shane yeah. and it was... Look, it wasn't horrible. Um, <laughs> so you could go and do that. Um, that's a pretty high recommendation. You just recommended something you'd never do. Um, one all-time great trip is to go down to Welsh Pool and you camp in Refuge Cove. Yeah. Um, See, I still haven't done that before. Oh, it's great. We went in there one New Year's. Had like five or six boats lined up and... Um, Oh, by the time New Year's was over, we were all a bit how you're going. And um, the boats ended up all high and dry on the beach. And I slept in my boat like on like a 45 degree tilt. <laughs> and uh, I remember my mate Jamie at night, um, like 3am decided. Oh, Jamie to, from Jamie and Melina. Yeah, from, from Jamie and Melina. <laughs> tried to push his 670 bar crusher off like a fully dry boat off the beach on oh, his own. Oh, no. And I just hear him like somehow fall in the water and... Killed his phone. Oh, um, so, so he yeah, actually beach it. He didn't go onto a, a mooring thing. No, we all anchored up like on the edge of the beach, and yeah. the tide went out, and we were like at, on some rock dancing around <laughs> or something. Um, so yeah, that's a fun fun place to camp. Um, and then from there, you can run out to the islands, and the kingfishing is really consistent and fun. Also, great shark fishing out there, and um, some tuna around. Um, yeah. Which there has been for the last few years, so that'd be a very cool location. Well, me and Mitch Chapman were actually chatting about doing a tidal river launch and basically camping off uh, the Glennies. Yeah, getting dropped off. Yeah, that's another awesome area. So I'm keen to do that. Mm. And my final one would be Lakes Entrance Swordfish. Yeah, it's not really a favourite of mine, but I love catching swords. Yeah. No, like when you catch them, it's really yeah. good. Yeah. Sometimes that happens. <laughs> Not for some time, but when it did, boy, was it enjoyable. Oh, yeah, it was. Mm. Now, so. it's great fun. Been three hours in a rod and... Mm. Yeah, so, um, yeah, thank you for that one, Michael. That's a really cool question. I hope you enjoy your monthly trips. I reckon that's an awesome idea. Um, hopefully, we, c- we could do the same. Actually, there's one, just one more. Yeah. I reckon if you can... Sneak just over the border and just pretend it's Victoria. Oh, yeah. Go to Port Mac. Oh, I, was, I was thought you were going to say the other way. Do marlin fishing off Eden. Oh, that'd be awesome too. Yeah. But Port Mac, not just for the giant tuners, but for the bottom oogly fishing there. It's insane. Yeah. 
Um, yeah. So massive bass groper and harp hooker and... I'm into doing that. I want and, to do um, that. Someone did get a good swordfish off there once, but apparently there's not like heaps of them there, but you never know. Yeah. Wow. So it's like the Jurassic Park of the of the depths. Yep. Very cool. Um, yeah, so yeah, enjoy your... Uh, yeah, thanks for the question there, Michael. Um, hopefully you uh, enjoy your... Monthly trips and um, I reckon that's a ripping yeah, idea. We look, we look forward to seeing some reports from you. Yeah. So uh, the only other question I've got, which is left over from last week, yeah. was uh, Lockie McDougall just asked us what our favourite tuna casting rod was. Um, um, we've been doing quite a lot of that. Well, I kind of bought an outfit maybe five or six years ago mm. and I've just stuck with it. I'm sure there's better, but I've just got like a Shimano Grappler... Um, I don't even know what model it is. With a four thousand Shimano sustain, with yep. a twenty pound braid. That's it. Yeah, nice. Which um, you found to be okay. I think it's a bit too light. I don't think it's ideal. I don't think it's too light. No, well, it had me dancing and prancing around the boat the other day when I was on my tinny at Portland. Yeah, like well, that's full good. On. Yeah, no, it was, it was really entertaining, but I wouldn't recommend it for um. I guess beginners at casting poppers at tuna. Okay. Because you will lose a lot of fish for the boat. Right. Well, what I'm using, which is, um, I freaking love them. You got the Anthem, don't you? Yeah. So it's the Shimano Anthems. With the Ghost um, 6000? Yeah. So, yeah, the one that I use mostly. I don't know where these rods came from. I just acquired them. I think Brendan's. <laughs> I think they're Brendan's. I think Shimano <laughs> sent a couple to Brendan and you've just um, pinched one, basically. Yeah, so, um, yeah, I think they're like the 30 to 40 pound ones. Um, actually, here we go. I've got the model right here. It is the Spin 732, which is the 30 to 40 pound. Yep. And, yeah, like really nice, um, nearly parabolic bend. So, like, bend right down to the button, give you really good power. Um, but, like, yeah, 7 foot 3, so great casting range. And the thing I really like about them is they've got the long butt section. Ah, uh, yeah. So, so you can, yeah. great leverage yeah. when you're fighting a big fish. And, yeah, you can quite easily knock over some really solid fish quite quick using that rod, but it's also great fun. Yeah, They're yeah. light enough to and offer great fun. They're long, a bit longer than um, my grappler, so you can cast a bit further, I reckon. Yeah, they are, no, yeah. Grab my grappler. See what number it is. Just okay. Over there. I'll be back. <laughs> Dave's just grabbing the uh, rod there. So... Okay. He's just knocked over some other rods there. So he's going to read it. Um, it's a um, rod <laughs> named Grappler. Yeah, no, he can't read anything. Um, I think his finger's on it. Is it? No, it's a 789S. Yeah. PE Max 2. Yeah, that's what I got on it, PE 2. 2G. What the hell's that? It's just... PE2. Little weight, 10 to 45 grams. Yeah. It seems like quite a large range. 10 to 45 gram, is it? So how heavy... Oop, I'm back. No. Yeah. Am Are I? you back? Um, okay, 10 to 45 grams, but how heavy is the lures we're casting? They're like 40 grams, aren't they? Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. Don't exceed... 
your rods casting rate with lures. <laughs> definitely snapped some rods over there. I learned that the hard way. Yeah. I snapped a rod in half at the Wit Sundays. Yeah. And yeah. then only after it snapped, we were like, It's like 80 grams. Oh, these lures are like 30 grams too heavy for the rod's supposed <laughs> yeah. to be casting. Especially when you're trying to launch a popper like 200 meters away. Yeah. <laughs> oh, full wind ups. Yeah. yeah. And like, yeah, doesn't help. They've probably got like boat rash from being slammed around the boat and me following on them when hooked up to mackerel and stuff like that. But yeah, so um, yeah, I use that's what I use. I love the anthems. I'm gonna, I'm, I'd love to get like a heavier one for um, big tuna. Yeah. Um, but yeah, heaps of other stuff on the market. But uh, yeah, I actually wouldn't recommend mine. Mine's probably too light. <laughs> I'm just stuck with it because I bought it. I've caught some on yours. Yeah, it's you fine. have. No, it's fine. But it, do, it's just, yeah, it doesn't. It's not quite as good. Yeah, I prefer. No, it's a good rod. I've caught yeah. plenty on that. Um, yeah. It's just yeah. Very good. Yours is probably a bit better because it's six thousand size reel and heavier mm. braid and yeah, long. I guess it, longer levers. Yeah, 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 and a superior angler holding it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Adrian's <laughs> very offended. He didn't take that the way he was supposed to at all. Yeah, so that's the questions. Um, I reckon Michael has earned himself some apparel. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we'll shoot Michael a message. Yeah. He's the only one who out. randomly sent a message to us. So if you want a random prize, just randomly send us a message. Yeah, <laughs> look, um, I might well put a shout out again next week and we'll get some more questions coming in. Yeah. Um, if people want to carry on with that segment, I, I think it's a bit of fun. Yeah, for sure. So, yeah. Thanks, everyone, for joining us again. Yep. Uh, I think we're going to call it quits there. We've reached the end of our tether. <laughs> <laughs> we're sick of each other. Nothing left to say. No. Nah. Thanks for listening, guys. Hey. What's up, you bloody legends? Thanks for listening to Win Against Tide again. That's it for another episode. Please like and subscribe to our YouTube channel. You'd be doing us a massive favour. Thanks, guys. Mm-hmm.